There's three ways that we can get deals. We can do marketing, which is we're, we're paying people to give us a call. We can do referrals where people are sending us opportunities. We build a good network. We become the guy or gal in our marketplace, or we go out and we prospect. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. What's up, Rhino Nation? I have an amazing episode. I've got some amazing people on here with me. This is the first time we're ever doing this. This is a trial run. Uh, this is the first ever Rhino Roundtable. I've got Brent Daniels. I've got Double D, David Dodge, and I got Grace. Let's start with Brent. How are you? I am fantastic. I'm very excited about this. The, the format of this episode, this show is about best practices around marketing, lead generation. And Brent and David and Grace, we all know uh, really there's three types, right? There's three ways that we can get deals. We can do marketing, which is we're, we're paying people to give us a call. We can do referrals where people are sending us opportunities. We build a good network. We become the guy or gal in our marketplace, or we go out and we prospect, which is where we're go being proactive. We're reaching out and going after the conversations with the property owners. So let's not get it overcomplicated in this uh, Rhino roundtable here. There's really only three methods of lead generation. It just depends on where you're at in your business which technique is going to be the best. So I'm excited. I, I love all the deals that David uh, Dodge has done and has put on uh, social media and the huge portfolio property. So I'm really interested to deep dive. So there we go. Yeah. Yeah. This is really, I mean, Brent, thank you so much. You said it so well, like what is working, you know, in this new year, what's working in our businesses, what's not working. And with that being said, Miss Inbound, Outbound, you gave me the definition of that the other day. Grace, REI Radio, how are you today? I'm doing awesome. And yes, that is like a, a hilarious follow-up to Brenton Bowers. And I literally just was talking a little bit about that. So I'm happy to be here. I'm excited as well. All right. Yeah, I'm excited to hear that. Like, you know, these are like, we've got two of the best marketers on here, but then we've got David Dodge as well that just literally left the closing table buying three more rental properties for his burr system how are you mr double d man i'm doing awesome i'm doing great glad to be here excited and uh just like brent said it's either hunting or fishing or referrals that's it there's <laughs> only three ways guys that's it keep it simple hunting fishing and referrals it's kind of like the, it reminds me of that that uh, country song hunting fishing loving every day mm -hmm. so well that well let's let's talk about where you just left three Three deals, three three more properties in your portfolio. Let's talk about how you marketed for those, and then what's what's working for marketing for for David Dodge right now. Yeah, absolutely. So we just refinanced three, used the Burr method, put them all the way through the entire method, and it usually takes a couple months to get through the method. We packaged three of them up, and we got a thirty year fixed rate commercial loan. Uh, with a new lender that we are just working with. So sometimes we'll package them up together to do that, get better rate, get better term. And all three of these came from different sources. One of them okay. came from a cold call. 
One right. of them came from an AdWords lead, and one of them came from a referral. So, like, that's literally all three of the methods. You checked every single box. Every box. Every box. <laughs> that's incredible. And by the way, just so that everybody has, maybe maybe people are listening to this for the first time. Maybe they're watching it on the uh, Wholesaling Inc. YouTube channel. But, David, how many properties do you own? Uh, as of right now, we have just over 60 individual properties and we're about 88 doors. How many doors? 88. 88 doors. What is your income from that? Just ballpark. Gross rents coming into your company is around on 88 doors. It's got to be close to between that 60 and 90,000 range, right? Yeah, I would say we're probably somewhere around 75,000. Yep. $75,000 in income every single month that you're making. So this is, that's a million dollar business. Oh yeah, absolutely. And what do you think? What, what are you paying? What are that? Do you, are you netting? Uh, we bring in about just from the rental port, the rentals themselves. Cause you know, we do fix and flips. We do, we do wholesales. Of course yeah. we do some other creative things, but just from the rental portfolio alone, it's usually at least 15 net uh, on a good 15, month. 15,000. Fifteen, yeah, fifteen. On on a good month, you know, it could be eighteen or, or above. You know, if we're not having late pays and you know vacancies and turnovers. So fifteen to eighteen thousand dollars plus you're paying off debt every single month. Not a tremendous amount at the at the beginning of a of a loan, right? Uh, the amortization of that loan, but you're still paying it off, and you you probably get tremendous depreciation on your personal income taxes. We do, right? Brent. The key here is is that. Somebody else is paying this off. That's really the beautiful thing about it. Right? Listen, Next. I went to I, I went and bought a belt recently, guys, at Nordstrom. And the guy's checking me out and he's like, What's TTP? And I was like, Oh, it stands for talk to people. Because listen, I wear this shirt every day. All right. <laughs> all day. This is what this was like one, a, right? not, not on the weekends. Like I'm not a complete psychopath, but um <laughs> on the week. So it was like a Thursday. I'm buying a belt. The guy's like, what's TTP? I was like, talk to people. He's like, what's that? I was like, oh, it's a philosophy for getting discounted real estate, talking to distressed property owners. And he's like, oh, rentals, man. I can't wait to buy rentals because I can't wait to open up my own business businesses. And I was like, what are you talking about? It's like every rental property is like its own business. It's like so incredible. And I thought that that was just a wonderful perspective. You know what I mean? This is a guy at Nordstrom. Giving yeah, this, this is the guy checking me out and like literally not checking me out like, you know, I'm a sexy boy, but like, like, you know, at the uh, <laughs> checkout, you know, whatever. Anyway, you've been doing both. Yeah, well, yeah, it could have been. You never know. But, you know, I think it's just really interesting, guys, the, the path that we go through as real estate investors. And I think that that's why the Wholesaling Inc. podcast is so powerful, because if you realize that the foundation of, of real estate investing is the skill of finding discounted properties, you win. And that's essentially what wholesaling is, right? All wholesaling is, is finding discounted properties. It's synonymous. It's the same. So if you get that figured out first, then you can go and build these portfolios and you can burr and you can flip and you can develop and you can be the bank and you can start coaching and all these other things. But building the foundation of finding and sourcing those deals, it's critical. Well, you 100%. Think? You couldn't, the first 10 years, Brent, I did it all wrong. I literally put down 20% on a rental property. So if you have a $150,000 property, that's 30 grand. I did that 12 times in 10 years. Yep. Hey, that's actually pretty good. But like, 
Now I'm doing that like 12 times in like a month sometimes, you know? Mm -hmm. So not having to have that money to put down, it all starts with buying at a discount. You nailed it. Absolutely. And and that's why I wanted to kind of steer the conversation real quick before we get into lead yeah. marketing. I wanted to show what's the end result. Well, every student that each and every one of us talk to, right? They want to be able to find opportunities, but that's not the end goal. The end goal is control of our schedule, control of our time, time freedom, freedom, freedom of time mm-hmm. for financial freedom. And that's what we get from financial freedom is the freedom to control our schedule. And that happens with buying assets, investing in assets and getting that passive cash flow. Because when we start out, we're like sprinting, 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 and we're, we're getting this earned income. But if we're smart, and once you get earned income, first you got to pay taxes, but then you have two choices. Am I going to spend it or invest it? All right. So let's say that we're smart and we invest it. Well, then all of a sudden that those assets start earning money. The money starts making baby monies, right? They start, it starts going and you start getting more, right? Yep. And it starts to snowball and the money that you make from your money is taxed less. That's it. There's a difference. There's a difference between being rich and wealthy. Rich is you, listen, you know how to go out and provide value and you get a bunch of earned income. Wealthy Wealthy is when you turn that earned income into assets and those assets are now working and now your time's freed up to do what you want. Compounding, compounding. So David Dodge, I'm going to put myself in the shoes of that listener that's just getting started. The guy that's at Nordstrom checking Brent Daniels out, like that's listening to this podcast. (laughs) So I might not be able to relate to, you know, all these doors that you currently hold. Like how did the, how did you get the first couple of doors? How did you get started? What type of marketing did you do with that? Was it direct mail? Was it cold calling? Was it radio? Like how did yeah, you get Yeah, the first thing I started, started doing was direct mail. And actually that's, that, that's not true. It was cold calling. It was cold calling, but I wasn't doing enough of it. I would do it for 20 minutes and I'd be like, oh man, I'm not getting anywhere. And, and then, you know what? I started doing mail and then I started getting my phone to ring. And I started to realize when that happened that I just wasn't working hard enough. And that cold calling is a great approach. So we still do cold calling. I have several people you know, on the team that are cold calling all day. But direct mail and cold call was really where it started. And then we you know, kind of moved into doing cold texting, online marketing, uh, radio on and off. I've done billboards, you name it, driving for dollars. I mean, guys, there's lots of referrals at this point. The longer you're in this business, the more people start to know who you are and they start bringing you deals. And those are free. Those are free leads, right? So it's at the end of the day, here's, here's what I like to say. At the end of the day, all marketing drives to a phone call. So either you're making that phone call out or you're paying to get yours to ring. And if you're not making the call out and you're doing something else like an email campaign or a text campaign, you still ended a phone call. That's where it all ends. Yep. So this is the marketing business. That's what this is. It. That's what this business is. There you go, Grace. Incoming, outgoing. Literally hit it on the head, that inbound and outbound marketing balance. Literally, Brent and I were just talking about this the other day. It's a balance. Like it all works. And in all of it, you want to cover all your bases. There are some people that don't mind contacting you to sell their property. They're like, yeah, hey, how are you? Yes, I have. I have a property that I I could potentially move. In the same case where outbound marketing sources, something like, you know, cold calling. Yes, you may need to go ahead and reach out and go, hey, I'm so-and-so and such and such. Here's what I do. I'm looking to purchase properties. All of the above work and in the happy place, you really want to make sure you have a balance of both just so you don't miss any opportunity. 
Yeah, and Grace, like those calls coming in, I mean, my team loves marketing calls coming in. My team loves getting pay-per-click leads coming in. My team loves that. It's just in some markets like Phoenix, in major markets around the country, if you got over a million people, if you're going to direct mail, if you're going to pay-per-click, if you're going to do radio, and I want and I want to get your opinion, let me just go direct mail and pay-per-click because I can give current data, at least here, it's costing between five and $8,000 to get a deal, all right, in major markets that are a million people or more. Now, a lot of people can't just, a lot of people have savings and they could throw it at it, but they just, that's real risky. That's if you're throwing a, a ton of, of your money- if you're just if you're just starting out, it's really tough to part with that money and have everything in place to drop. You know, once a call comes, you got to drop everything and take that call now so that that lead doesn't call somebody else because they will. They will. Um, if you don't have the system set up in place or you don't have the schedule because you work a nine to five or you've got other obligations and responsibilities, you have to build your business either off of referrals or off of being proactive and prospecting. That's what you got to do because if you miss one of those, nothing is more heartbreaking than spending five, eight thousand dollars missing that call, calling them back and they them telling you that they sold it to somebody else. It's absolutely that heartbreaking. happened. That happened to me so many times when I was still in the military. That forced me to hire an acquisition manager to answer that phone, a lead intake to always be answering the phone. And recently, we hired the equivalent of like Pat Live. You always hear about Pat Live. We just hired Answer First to take those calls from like 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. And it's funny that like people hear these radio ads or these TV ads, they still call after hours. So it's like, hey, my roof's leaking. Hey, my roof's leaking. Hey, my roof's leaking. And if someone finally answers, you've kind of stopped them from calling the next person. Yep. So you want to set those, those measures in place. I bet your team loves inbound leads, Brent Daniels, because it's like, that's probably like a day off for them. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> easy money. It's easy money. And we average $40,000, $43,000 a deal from pay-per-click. Right. That's our that's our main source of of paid marketing is we work with uh, Brandon Bateman with uh, Bateman Collective, and uh, he just does a phenomenal job. He wouldn't let us spend too much until he tested it out, tested it out, tested it out and then really got it going. But now we're spending 15 grand a month and the return is bananas. I mean, we'll, we'll probably spend more, but we just don't want to, there, there's a point of diminishing returns with all marketing, really. Yes. So it's really smart that you test, 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 you know, don't throw it all at it unless you're, you, you know, you have the bandwidth to be able to take all of those leads. So just test it, test it, test it to get going. But if you're just starting out in this business, you got to be proactive, go out and earn it. Seriously, go out and either build a network of people sending you deals or you got to make cold calls, door knock or send out texts. That's it. That's, that's it. the blueprint. There's no there. I mean, that's it from my perspective. we got three incredible coaches on here. Do you guys have uh, thoughts on that? Grace, what do you think? All of the above, if anything, and you have the time, I would do everything that Brent just said. I wouldn't just solely just go out and build a network. And, and or just solely touch base on a couple of marketing channels here and here. If you have the time and it's available to you, I would just dive into all of the above once you're getting started because you never know. When you're out networking, you could run into a potential prospect or you could re, you know run into an investor that may keep, you may keep it in your back pocket for future JV or hey, because you're so new, maybe you actually come in and play like 
almost like a bird dog, a bird dogger for that particular investor. And so it gives you an opportunity to learn a little bit more about the game as you're building your network and as you're still stepping your toes into some marketing. Because when you're get, getting started, it's pretty difficult to get your first deal. And you don't know where it's going to come from. And I'm the type of person, again, I'm, I miss this, don't miss an opportunity. I think that that's going to be my, <laughs> that I run with. I find myself saying that all, all the time, don't miss an opportunity. It's super easy to miss a seller and a potential prospect. Yeah. Well, what a couple- gathering. Go ahead, David. I was just going to say, when it comes to marketing, more is more, mm-hmm. right? And I think one thing that people often neglect, and it is so powerful, is that they keep their business a secret. Yeah. And if you get into this business, you got to tell everybody. You got to get loud. No. Yeah. And you got to tell your friends over and over and over again in your network and your family and anybody and everybody, because the leads that are free are going to come from those efforts. So do not keep your business a secret. In fact, you should be shouting it from the rooftops that you buy houses. Yeah. Well, you should document your your journey. Absolutely. You should turn your phone around and you should do Instagram stories, Facebook stories, whatever it is, and just be like, guys, I have no idea what I'm doing. I just listened to this podcast about wholesaling real estate. I'm supposed to go out and find ugly houses on the street and try to talk to the homeowners. I'll, I'll keep you posted on the results. People love that. Yes. People absolutely want. love that. And people will support you when you're out there and you're That's being right. loud, but you're being authentic and you're being vulnerable and you're not just being like, yo, bro, like I'm going to get that, you know, whatever Lambo and I'm going to be driving all this other stuff. And listen, people that want Lambos, get your Lambo. I don't care. I mean, live your life. But what I'm telling you is you will attract more people that are interested in supporting your business. If you're humble, you're authentic and you're documenting your journey. And it is absolutely powerful. Everybody that I've seen do it has been successful. And I'm not joking. Like everybody that has been consistent doing it like six weeks, 90 days, just showing the whole journey and and what they don't understand and what's going on. They get support. They get a lot of love. They get people that are cheerleading them. It really helps out. So David, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, most people want to see you win, especially, especially the people that are in your network, your family, your friends. There might be that one or two people, the naysayers, but they still want to see you win. Like they might tell you, oh, that's, you're, you're ridiculous, you're crazy. And is that why people keep it a secret? Because they don't want to, they don't want to hear from the naysayer. Or yeah, that, I mean, in the that, beginning, you may not have a lot of confidence, right? And you're afraid of failure. But like, failure is part of the success equation. Like, there's no way to get to success without having at least little, little hiccups along the way. So you just you got to overcome that. And I know confidence isn't something that you can just take a pill and get. But the best way to build confidence is to do, and then to learn. Yeah. And if you don't do it right, then you're like, okay, I know not to do it that way again. You know, and you make these mistakes. And guys, I've been doing this full time for eight years, uh, part time for almost 20. And I'm still making mistakes. And that's okay. It's okay to make mistakes. Well, Brent, I also think people charge. Yeah. I also think people are kind of tasting it a little bit. You know what I mean? Like kind of Mm -hmm. testing it out. Uh, And it's been real interesting. And I don't know if you guys have had this same experience recently, but there's been a lot of people that have come into my life, whether it be Instagram or YouTube or joining the actual coaching program that said, I just Googled how to make money from home. And then I saw a bunch of different things. And then I was like seeing what resonated with me. And I really, you know, real estate has always kind of been 
in my mind. And I know that it's really smart to own real estate, but I didn't really know how. So I started doing this. So I think that some people get into this, not like, oh, I know exactly what wholesaling is, or, oh, I I read Rich Dad Poor Dad. And I know some people are just like curious as to whether or not they can do it. So they kind of test it out a little bit. So they don't want to go full feet in. But what I will tell you this is, if you're wondering if this business works, let me let me resolve that for you right now. If you talk to enough people, you will find opportunities. If you communicate with enough distressed property owners, you will be as wealthy as you want to be. For real. It's all up to you. It's all up to what 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 you want to build internally first and then the machine that you build around you after that. That's it. But there is always going to be ugly houses and there's always going to ha- be people that have problems owning property. Man, that was tough to get out. But seriously, there's always going to be motivated property owners and there's always going to be a market for people to go out there. There's always going to be opportunity for people to go out there and solve the problems of the six to 10% of people, statistically speaking, that are in distress at all times around the country. That's what I love about this business. So if you're on the fence here, you need to be obsessed because this is what you're looking for. It's what all of us have been looking for. It's what all of us, it changed all of our lives. It's changed countless amount of people's lives that we get to interview the incredible students that we have or just incredible real estate investors that we talk to all week long. It's changed everybody's life. It'll change yours too. If you're listening to this, wondering if you should do it, jump in both feet, really get going. And you know, that's such a good point. You said obsessed. If you look at like Steve Jobs or you know anybody that's done an outstanding job to have any pro athlete, any, yeah, yes, thousands of them. You know, I think of Grant Cardone. Love him, hate him. The show's not about him, but I see that guy is obsessed about what he does, and I feel like that's why he's doing so well. Like you know, look at look at anybody that's built something massive. Like they're obsessed over it. Mm. They don't talk about their kids, their family. And I'm not saying that's the right way to go, but you've got to jump in with both feet. You can't just like put your big toe in the water. It's like jumping into a cold pool. Like just jump in, man. Mm. So I, that's such good Listen, stuff. It's Brent. Nobody's obsessed more than mothers, right? Like moms are like that baby comes out and it's like, Ooh, this whole thing, right? <laughs> our business is like a baby. Our business is like our other baby. It really is like it's our goals, it's our dreams, it's our hopes, it's our our path to, you know, this freedom that we're looking for. It's all of these things wrapped up. And if you look at it that way and you really commit to it, it's going to be hard. It's yeah. hard being a mom or a dad or whatever else. It's hard. They wake you up every hour. <laughs> they it's pee hard. in their You're bed. You're about it all the time. You're worried about it all the time. You're excited about it all the time. Like if you have that brain and listen, we know we know that most people don't have this, that brain, right? People want to go home, turn it off. I'll show up to work tomorrow. It'll be fine. Whatever. That's fine. But for the people that have an entrepreneurial brain that just, you've always thought different. You've always had that, that tickle in your, in your spine that was like, you know what? I can do something amazing. I can, I can do this myself. I don't need to rely on somebody else to tell me what to do with my time every single day, Monday through Friday right? Or, or all week long, I can do this. I can provide enough value to support my family that you get that obsession Woo! and you stick with it. You can't lose. Yeah. You can't lose. That's what's incredible. 
You got to stick with it. Well, Grace, let's go back to radio. What's what's radio looking like for the new year? I mean, I was looking back at my numbers. One thing we're doing right now with my marketing director is every single week, some marketing channel is on the chopping block. We're either going to take that old, that old dog out back and shoot it, or we're going to find ways to optimize it. You know, we talked about some of the ways we're optimizing radio right now. I look back, you know, we're at a 700%. So for every Every dollar we spend, we make $7 back on radio for the last 12 months. So I'm curious to see, like, obviously, I know what your number one marketing channel is for the new year. I would, I think it's radio. Tell me if I'm wrong. Yes, absolutely. And it's almost to what Brent just said in, in um, both you know, Daniels and Bowers here. It's the tenacity of pushing through things. And, and to your point, Brent Bowers about, hey, I'm looking at this and going, how do I optimize? You always want to go back to the drawing table. You never stop tinkering. Don't ever stop tinkering. That's where a lot of people go wrong. You think, hey, I turned this thing on and I'm just going to turn my eyes this direction. Never, ever look over here ever again. That's <laughs> wrong. You always want to make sure that you're doing something to track what's happening. Some little maintenance, some um, maybe if you don't have it or depending on, you know, where you're at in your business, maybe you do have a team member or an assistant, something. Someone's eyes need to be on it to go, hey, that thing doesn't look right. Or, hey, you know what? This is working really well. Is there any way that we can actually maximize this thing or cut down here? So I'd say for 2022, it's just that tinkering, optimizing, cutting right? Uh, you get into a swing of things that in, in marketing, just like Brent mentioned earlier, there are some points where you hit just like a mass capacity with a certain marketing channel. No rhyme, no reason. Just may, it just may happen that way. Um, but uh, I would say that in terms of marketing channels, I prefer to watch our channels on a 90-day basis. So in terms of like what to cut or, hey, something might be wrong. And why it's like, it, I really believe that it takes 90 days for conclusive data to build. There's just too many things going on. Um, and especially you just look at life in general. We got to, here's inflation, COVID. There's just so many things that can affect your variables that I don't like to be in a position where I'm making a decision on something, kind of looking at it through tinted lenses, basically. Sure. I really want to make sure that there's a pattern here. Like, hey, this I've seen this multiple times. It's starting to truly tick in a direction that I don't want to go in. And why is that actually occurring? Uh, and with radio specifically, before cutting a station, I actually reached out to my sales rep. I'm like, tell me, did I miss something on your data? Did something shift behind your doors that's actually affecting my variables? Uh, because it may not be my marketing channel or my acquisition managers or the conversations that we are, are not having. It could just be something going on as well with the market. So I keep my eye wow. on, on a couple of different things to really go, hey, this is, yes, indeed, the marketing channel is what's the problem, not the market, not the conversations, not the acquisition manager, not executing. You're enlisting the rep too as a partner <laughs> to help you because it's it's definitely in her best interest or his best interest to keep you on board. I love that. Yeah. And what, what I just heard is, is that you both have a plan. Mm -hmm. And that's so important. You have to have a plan. When it comes to your marketing, and and if if if, if that plan means cutting or optimizing or adding, you still got to start with that plan. So put mm -hmm. together the plan. That's the main thing. I love it. You guys are crushing this. That's awesome. And track it. Track the plan. Right. Look at it weekly. You need to have a scoreboard. How many people did you talk to? 
How many were actual leads? How many did you pre-qualify? How many appointments did you go on? How many contracts did you get signed? How many of those contracts did you sell? Or how many of those deals did you close, right? These are easy to track items that come in. It's just making sure that you track it. Amateurs, just willy-nilly. Amateurs, just, I'm going to just hustle, bro. I'm going to hustle this, bro. I don't need to track numbers. Numbers are for dorks. How do no, you no, 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 no. Numbers are for the professionals. Numbers yeah. are for the people that want to create businesses. Because what happens is when you track your number, you can predict what will happen. When you can predict what will happen, then you can hire amazing talent effectively. That is the real deal. You know what I mean? But yeah, when we get started, I didn't. I was that bro. I was that bro for a long time. That was just like, I'm going to go out. I'm going to knock doors. I'm going to make cold calls. I'm going to cash checks and snap necks, baby. You know what I mean? And Same. that's, and that's, that was my mentality. And then it really took some time. It took a lot of conversations with, with um, all of our mentors, uh, Tom Kroll, uh, fantastic Tom Kroll and Todd Toback, and, and just really getting serious about the business. And when you do, you'll see, okay, if I spend, like Brent was saying, if I spend $1,000, I'll make 7000 right? That That's when you start figuring out those type of things, that's when you can really feel very strongly and very confidently that you can have the financial responsibility of the people that you hire and their families, you know, to, to come into your company and have a great place for them to succeed. It hey, feels Daniel. like an expense when you spend money on marketing until you start tracking it. And then you can see that it's not an expense. It's an investment. But if sure. you don't know if you're at three to one or five to one or at seven to one, then you're just thinking, oh man, I got to shell out another $1,500 or in some cases, $15,000. But if you see the return, I'm happy to spend money on marketing. Oh yeah. Because yes. I'm going to, I think every time well, I'm going to get a five to one or a seven to one, should we send a little more actually? Dude, yeah. you got to be careful. You start spending way too much and then you realize there's a diminishing return as well. Correct. So you, right. that's what, another reason why you got to But it's an it. investment. It's yeah. not an expense. And it may be an expense for the first, like Brent said, six weeks or, or 90 days, but it's, but it's going to come back, right? Just don't stop. You can't stop. You got to be consistent. Well, yeah. it's, the, it's the engine of our business. It's the lifeblood. You know, there, there's only, listen, there's only three parts to real estate investing. Three parts, lead generation, conversion, and exit strategy. That's it. You get leads. You have some skills to be able to convert those leads into signed agreements or commitments. And then you need to get to decide, what do I want to do? Do I want to wholesale this? Do I want to rent this? Or do I want to flip this? That's it. But nothing happens. You can't, you can't jump step one. You can't start converting leads that are fictional. You know what I mean? They have to be real leads. So you, you need the lead generation to really build the momentum. That is the wind in your sails for sure. And then you look back 10 years later, you see all the deals you sold and wholesaled. And then you call David Dodge and he's on his <laughs> super big yacht because he's not buying anything else because he hasn't sold in the last 10 years. <laughs> so Brent Daniels, I'm new. Yeah. I just started cold calling. I think I'm making a hundred phone calls a day. How do I start tracking all this? Because I'm too busy calling people, talking to people because I need money bad. 
Yeah. Like, how do I track this? Well, his way. Yeah, I love it. And because we have two Brents on here, if we just want to, if you just want to label me TTP, that's fine. Uh, people call me that. So we don't have to go Brent Bowers, Brent Daniels, Brent, 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 Brent. Who is it? Anyway, it's literally every time you talk to somebody, you check a box, you check a box and you go, okay. And here's the stats for everybody listening. If you yourself, you personally speak to 200 property owners and ask them if they consider an offer on their property. One of them will say yes. One of them, you will do one deal. You will do one deal. The issue is 199 people are going to flat out reject you and waste your time or waste your time. I would rather them reject me than waste my time. But uh, 199 out of 200 conversations. Well, Brent, I've never had I've never had 200 conversations with people about real estate ever in my life. Just pick up the phone and start. There's yeah, ugly wonder, properties. Brent, I'm going to add to that. If yeah, people that aren't real estate investors that want to be real estate investors, all they need to do is start doing the activities that real estate investors do. Love it. Marketing, making offers, following up, running appointments. These are the things that all of us are doing, right? So if you're not doing these things and you want to be an investor, guess what? I got great news for you. All you got to do is just change a couple little habits in your life and make those habits directed towards marketing and talking to people, yep. getting on the phone, you're going to get appointments and you're going to stumble across people that are going to want to do business with you. It's just, it's just a matter of time. Yeah. And just track the leading measures, like making the phone call. That's nothing like that's no crazy spreadsheet. It's literally yeah. a check, check on a the box. box. Everyone's got a pen and a freaking piece of paper. Don't overcomplicate things. And at the end of the day, you just put that little piece of paper or you got the fancy book that TTP has you know, you just flip the next page and count them up because, you know, I have, I have Those someone that nice. helps me like by outbound. She does outbound calls. And I kid you not, I can't tell you how many times she's told me I made a hundred calls today and we go back and it's really more like 25. Oh yeah. It's not nearly as much as we think it is. And like, that's, that's solid. Like 200 people, like that's actually talking to 200 people though. And That's you. That 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 is the actual owner of the company. You, as the business owner, talking to them. If you have, if you hire a virtual assistant or a phone prospector or somebody, uh, it's eight hundred to one. You are four oh, times boy. better calling yourself than and somebody you that you hire. Skill, you're going to multiply that even more. That's true. That's something that to be said. And the right 800 there. number might be small if that person doesn't have skill. Yeah. That's something to be said. If you talk to 200 people, imagine where your skill, 200 people, let's just say 200 people a month. Imagine where your skill is going to compound 12 months from now. Listen, I broke it down, guys. You have to talk to seven new people a day to make $120,000 in this business. Seven. I mean, seven could, people. Five times 10 a.m. Really? <laughs> seven, seven, people, seven, seven people. I talked to seven people walking in here. No, right. seven people a day that own distressed property. You talk to seven people a day. I've, I put this is on the podcast. This is on the YouTube channel. Seven people a day, new people. You can make a hundred and twenty thousand dollars. All right. That's the facts. That's with an average deal size of fifteen thousand dollars. And that's only working 48 weeks out of the year. So you don't make calls for an entire month. It's really 11 months. And then it's only five days a week. It's 35 people a day, uh, a week, 35 people a week, 48 weeks, 120,000. 
that you should make. I believe I love it. that. Yeah, absolutely. So don't don't turn on the podcast. Don't turn on the music. You can literally just knock these seven people a day in the first hour of your working day, and then the rest is downhill. That's it. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's that's the incredible thing. The the tough part, guys, is nobody's there. Nobody's like when people are starting out, they're making calls from their bedroom. They're making calls from their their kitchen or their dining room table or their couch. And it's like a familiar area and they've never run a business in there before. So you feel weird and there's weird things going through your head and then there's doubts. And then there's, uh, you know, am I going to be disappointed? And uh, it's the three D's right. Doubt, disappointment, and distraction. Am I get distracted by my dogs barking or the, the laundry going or whatever else, right? There's a lot of different things going on, especially if we've got a nine to five and then we start, you have to look at your schedule, have a hard look at your schedule and commit to when it's sacred time. Even if like you were saying, David, it's a half hour, 40, you could talk to seven people in a half hour. No problem. 45 minutes max. No problem. You set aside that 30 minute, 45 minutes to be really proactive in your business. And you do that for that. What, what, what is it to make a habit? Like six weeks, eight weeks, whatever it is. I mean, it just depends of course, but it doesn't have to be six months. It doesn't have to be a year. Seven people. That's build, build, build the build hour. the rhythm, and then find a squad. That's the whole thing. You got to squad up. You got to be connected with people that are doing this business because nobody. I'm telling you right now, and I've been doing this a long time, and I, I have a decent reputation in our business as being loud. My family still has no idea what I do. <laughs> I, I i'm i'm not joking you i literally we had my grandma's 90th birthday right after thanksgiving i'm trying to explain to them wholesaling and to a man and to a woman every single person i talk to i physically watched their eyes gloss over when i was trying to explain to them what wholesaling was all right I'm, I'm I'm just telling you, nobody in your life is going to really understand it. So you need to find people that speak the language and understand what you're going for, because it feels really tough being on an island by yourself. Ah, oh, so good. Yeah, agreed. So Couldn't good. have said it better myself, Brent. Absolutely. That's why I'm just glad I have you guys. So I'm not on the island. It's not, it's not hard. There's groups, there's Facebook groups. There's people that you can squat up with. We go live all the time on YouTube channels and connecting. I mean, there's so many opportunities to connect. You could go to meetup.com or get the meetup app and go find people. You can meet up with people on the bigger pockets, meetups, whatever it is, find somebody that has this passion. And if you're searching in your area and you can't find a meetup because you're in a small town, start one. Yeah, that's right. Bring the people to you. You don't necessarily have to drive two hours to go to a group. You can create your own. And and if you really want to go bananas, you really want to skip the front of the line. You do what all of us did and you join a coaching program. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, that's that's why you do it. You do it for community and you do it so that the learning curve isn't three years. Yes. Time. You know what I mean? I, it's a shameless plug right here on the podcast, but I'm telling you that I have always had a coach. Always, 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 always because I, I know that I can't just be in my house by myself with it being dark and be proactive and be super pumped and get this job done. There's no way. I need community. I need somebody to bounce it off. I need somebody. I need to know somebody else is doing this and that I'm not crazy. And that's really where the scorecard comes in, like you were just showing us, Brent. Yep. Having that is the best. I mean, you can hold yourself accountable with the scorecard, but if you're not tracking it, 
Then all of a sudden, two, three days goes by and then two, three weeks goes by and then you're not doing real estate investor activities. Yeah. You got to focus. So, well, Grace, you're being way quiet. We got to wrap this up. What are some final words for the listener of this first Rhino Roundtable? What did you get from it? What are you going to do with your marketing? Like, what is it? What's the first thing that comes to mind? Yeah, honestly, this was super great just listening to it because all of our listeners, especially those that are newer, it's that how do you do it? How do you get started? If you can get into a circle, a group, a mentorship, coaching, whatever that is, do so. It is super major and in terms of a difference that you're going to see with your business and just you, but being motivated, is it so easy to get? Like, that's the thing about entrepreneurship that a lot of people miss is the motivation piece. You got it. It's, it's, you are a hundred percent accountable for everything, whatever, when, if you don't dive in and actually get something done, it's not going to actually get done. And so it definitely helps if you can link yourself a part of an actual community and whatever marketing that you're doing or um, you're attempting to do, you definitely want to make sure that you have some sort of plan or, and then definitely a plan to be able to track a hundred percent. hundred percent. Real Love quick, it. Grace, just, just because I'm curious, you're the type, I mean, you're, you're the real estate radio. I mean, uh, REI radio coach. I mean, you're the authority in the markets, in these bigger markets, uh, where, where you're coaching people with radio, what's the average budget? Like if somebody's interested and they're like, you know what, I want to either go all in on radio and that's how I'm going to start my business. Or I want to add it to the business. Like what's something that people can expect? Yeah. To be honest with you, you could probably start on radio and even in a major market, about 1500 to 2000 to start. Mm. In a major market. That's not yeah. bad. That's great. It's not, it, yeah, exactly. And you can grow from there. Mm-hmm. That's your start. You want to go, hey, like if, if this is something that's new to me, this is something I think I want to add onto the business, start with your first station. And then as you are seeing that build up, grow from there. And what what is the most that you've seen somebody go go with their budget on here on radio? Oh, geez. I had a guy that wanted to spend six grand from the top. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and it's not terrible, um, but I'm of the mindset of I really want to see what's best for each individual um, you know, student. So I'm like, yeah, you have the six grand available, but I guarantee you there are miniature little loopholes for you to get the same you know, great deal without you having to blow all 6,000 on radio. Um, so he ended up only oh spending God. half, about 3,000, even though he was totally prepared to do 6,000. I'm like, I bet you there's something else on the table where you don't have to throw out all 6,000 up front. And what is, what should somebody, is there a certain amount of months people should have saved up? Like, is it, listen, you need to do this for at least three months, at least six months, at least nine months. Like you need to have these in reserves. You can't just set this thing up for one month and hope it's going to change your life and then take those funds and then use that to pay some for some more. And then you're always kind of like taking part of the, the check to stay alive with your radio campaign. Do you have a certain amount that people should like, you know, set aside before they get started? I would, in, in terms of radio, you want to always give it 90 days. Love Again, it. it's inclusive data. There's just too many variables going on. Give yourself a real chance to let that build up and build your actual credibility. Because if you're jumping into it for the first time, you got to imagine people don't know who you are quite yet. Give them a second and then watch that actually build. I'd say 90 days. You're the best. That's incredible. That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for jumping on here. Thanks for taking time out of your busy lifestyles, businesses, families for doing this. Uh, This has been awesome. Uh, I was over here taking tons of notes. So 
thank you for what you do. And uh, we'll see you next time. All right. See you guys. Love you. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.